two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he calls it too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a technical. He, he calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many, and so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge. All right, we're here. Mistake. No timeouts in week eleven. Some technical difficulties have made us unable to pod. No, that's one me. But fellows, we're back for another week. About to finish the year strong. You know, this is the time it really matters in the NFL. You know, it's, we're about seven weeks away from the playoffs. So we're here. Sure. We're ready. All that's been preparation for the real time. The, the season starts today. How, how are we feeling, fellows? Finishing ah. uh, both fantasy-wise and, uh, you know, Real football wise, but it's been a very interesting season. Um, I'm hoping in I'm in two money leagues. I'm nine and one in one league, um, four and six in the other. I'm hoping I can win out in one league. I'm hoping the Ravens can win out in real life. So, like you said, the season really starts now for real. So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, as far as fantasy, I'm doing well in all the leagues, but the main one I talk shit in. So that one is kind of haunting me um but i do have a side bet with one of my league mates in that league that if the ravens finish top two in the division he basically pays my league due so free year for me because oh that's some confidence in the baltimore ravens i mean it's hey, really we... just not confidence in the steelers and brand like this it's not that great of a division so i mean i, I mean I like we made game. we made this bet in the off season because um this gentleman was adamant that because the ravens don't have a top flight wide receiver there's no way in you know what that they are going to be able to finish top two in their division uh with deshaun watson on suspension and mitch Trubisky oh it was top two in the division i thought yeah it was top two in the division oh it was just top two in the division that's that's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was like. That's what I was like. Easy money. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, exactly. And he tried to. Well, he tried. <laughs> so he tried to snake me out of the deal by saying like, "Oh, he knew he made a bad bet, right?" Because he was just talking smack, and then decided to say, "All right, we'll double it if the Ravens finish as a top four seed in the AFC period." which means they would have to win the division. And I was just like, no. Like, I already got you locked into a bad bet. So <laughs> yeah, a terrible bet. What the? He's an idiot, but we know that. But that's not the current over there. Hopefully he doesn't hear the podcast. Or I mean, he can. Honestly, I he, he, might say he might need to because that's yeah. the type of stuff. Somebody needs to hold, somebody needs to hold him accountable. He can't right, be going around. So I, was his, like I brought him into our friend group in terms of the Fantasy Football League, and I was his last ally in there because he's kind of picked fights with everybody in the friend group. For the most part, just being kind of arrogant. You just but, damn Pope. You bringing in bad vibes. That's crazy. Yeah. Bringing in Benedict Arnold and shit. Bro. But that's, that's really but crazy. He is a very. I brought in competition because he's not a slouch when it comes that, to managing. That support. also don't make no sense. You bringing in. So I need the. I need you to bring in a donation. Whole, yeah, some nah, dummies. I <laughs> yeah, bring in dummies, man. Yeah, Look, hell, I turned my entire listen. league into sharks, bro. Every yeah. single one of them sharks. Mm, that don't make no damn sense. I hear. I hear you. I guess it's fun. And I guess Kyrie knows it, this is the most competitive but, fantasy football league you ever been in. But if he's oh, a, easy. but if he's a shark, but if he's a shark, but a jackass, then I'm like that's it's taking away all the fun. Like 
Oh, correct. He is the prime reason why, and I really hope he doesn't listen to this pod because I've been saying this behind the scenes, but I'll just say it, man. He's probably the prime reason why we haven't had an in-person draft and all of us live in Maryland for the most part. And that's only because he's picked fights with like three or four people in the group chat that probably would, like it's on site. You know what I mean? So it's like, (laughs) I can't even have an in-person draft. You know what I mean? Like to even do that because he's going to get stole on. So to all the listeners out there, don't be that guy. You know, nobody (laughs) wants that guy in the fantasy league. It's fun for competition, but don't get beat up in real life. Yeah, and Pope, he's he's a direct correlation to to you so it's nasty work on your end as well like, you're not like you're like you're not a victim you are a part of the problem and he hit all right so my last thing and i'll get off of it i promise but he i was again his only ally in the friend group but he hit my nerve which is i really hate when people wait until after the fact to talk shit if you're going to talk shit talk shit the whole way through he waits for the last the clock to hit zero to be like, oh, yeah, I knew this was going to happen the whole time. And it's like, what? You've been quiet for like the entire weekend, bro. So that that really sets me off. I really can't stand that. If you're going to talk shit, like own it. Right. Don't if you're like going to talk shit, own it, man. Talk shit the whole way through, like Michael Jordan said. That's when I respect you. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I feel that. But again, like. Nasty work on my part. Yeah, nasty, nasty work by all of you. Uh, but you know Uh-oh. what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shift to some real football. No more fantasy talk because no one no one knows anyone in your league. So it's it's we got we'll move we'll move on uh, for security reasons. Yeah, I'm not. So we're gonna start an AFC. And we're gonna start uh, with Jeff Saturday. That's what we need to start with. I mean, look, man. I mean, gonna, if we're starting thing, with Jeff I'm, Saturday, I'm, that means we're starting with Josh Daniels. <laughs> that's that's what we need to start. With. I, I mean, I don't mind starting there. I'll say real quick with Jeff Saturday. To be oh. honest, like. I might be I might be all in on Jeff Saturday to be honest. Oh, no. And Stop and I might second and, that. And I and, second oh and I, I say this and, and look, I'm and I say this it. as someone who when the news came out, like pretty much just like revoked all fanhood of the Indianapolis, and I still kind of feel that way, just based on the, the process or non process in which he got hired. However, I will say that we weren't fully informed on one, his position on the team as somebody who was an advisor and was around the team. Like, they kind of made it seem like – or a lot of people made it seem like he really was just, like, off his couch or just, like, only doing TV. Like, he was involved in the organization in a real way. So, oh, I think that sure. at least helps it a little bit. And I think that was one point a lot of people either didn't realize or just ignored. Uh, but two, and I think more importantly, is, like, you look at Jeff Saturday as a player, I don't think there's one person who wouldn't call him a leader. And at the end of the day, like, that's the number one attribute you want in a coach. For I don't care what your experience is. If you're not if you're not experienced in being a leader, then you're not going to be a good coach. And so, to me, he already checks the biggest box that comes with being a coach, being in a locker room. You know, the Colts. Look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who the coach is; they don't have enough talent. But he seems already that he has leadership and common sense because he came in and the first thing he did was put Matt Ryan back in quarterback because he saw Sam Ellinger practice two days in a row. And clearly realized he's enough. not, a, you know, he said enough. enough. Of that. <laughs> and, he, and he's a leader. Like, you know what I mean? So not on my team. Right. All the other yeah. stuff, I feel like you can get, you know, you can through experience and practice and you, game you direct, so like, took a direct shot at Frank Wright, it sounds like. Right. <laughs> he said, I need a coach that's not going to look at all these numbers and analytics and data. And 
I need him to make snap decisions. I mean, decisions. Some of it that's 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 real. That's and a real that's thing, true. though. No, that's really it's got, true. That's gotta, it's got to be a balance. I feel like the the scale has tipped too far the other way. Yeah, everybody, you can't play football on spreadsheets, man. Hey, I hear y'all, man. I <laughs> all I know is that Jeff Saturday. I I think it was cool that he got the win. I I hear you guys, but this is got to literally <laughs> came off the couch. <laughs> I mean. The Colts are already like a dumpster. They're having a dumpster dumpster fire of a season. But it, he came off the couch as like an all pro football player that's been in locker rooms for decades and was the center for Peyton Manning, who used to call plays for the Colts. Like it, it's not it's not as bad, right? If this the thing was like is, some string nobody, right? I hear you. It's a Hall of Fame center. And Jim Irsay's drinking buddy. But that's irrelevant. That was a nasty narrative they spun. But... I'll be honest, man. Him being an all-pro player means nothing to me. Because I know <laughs> I would not want Ray Lewis coaching my team. Um, you know, I mean, he's... nobody would. But like, <laughs> it's, it's not like this is like, I, this is going to sound like a shot, right? But it's not like this is Torrey Smith saying, like, I can coach the Ravens because I've been in that locker room before, right? Like, it's at least somebody with a little bit of juice within Indianapolis. I hear you. I think. I mean, he's in the Colts ring of honor. Like, he's got the juice. (laughs) Do you guys hear you? Oh, my God. Maybe I'm talking myself into this, but, like, I didn't see it as that (laughs) egregious. He skipped a hell of a lot of steps. But you fired a coach midseason. Like, what do you? you oh no! I, I, I no. Look, I thought it was very egregious. And the only thing that really changed my mind was when they cut to the camera to him after the game. Like, you hear him talking in the locker room, and not only that, you hear everyone kind of talk about how he handled the whole thing leading up to the game. Like, everyone, you know, if all the leaders on the team have nothing but good things to say, and then after the game, everyone, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like he clearly changed the vibe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's juice, clearly there's juice. clearly things that are that are a bit intangible that I think that he that he possesses in this particular situation. Yeah, Frank Reich's message got stale. It happened with uh, Gruden and Rich Bisaccia last year with the Vegas Raiders and all that stuff. You know what I mean? The change of the head coach sometimes energizes um, the guys that are there, right? The, yeah, and I, I think and that's fair because you look at the Raiders now and they get McDaniel's and now that same team that was. 7 and 0 in one score games is now 0 and 6 in one score games. Not to say it's all on McDaniels, but I mean, there has to just has to be that's to me, that's more than just a coincidence. Coaches got to stop trying to implement the Patriot way outside of New England. It doesn't work. Well, I all I know is that the Colts play the Eagles this week. Um, obviously, I don't think anybody expects them to win, but we'll see how his coaching, you know, stands up. He had tweeted. Uh, a couple of weeks ago that the Raiders looked awful. So clearly he already had a game plan going into this game. Um, hey, man, nothing but respect. <laughs> if you on your couch saying, I can beat those boys, and then got up and, and did it. And then he really got up and did it. Yes, really I do respect that. You got to respect, respect him at that point. I respect that. <laughs> you know, he clearly already had some idea of what he was going to do against the Raiders. <laughs> nah, he he won right me time. over with that, man. He won me <laughs> over with that. I mean, start going back to Matt Ryan after – you know, the Frank Reich and the GM was like, Matt Ryan is done just about for the season. He has a really bad shoulder injury, and then he comes back and cooks, and then they win. And it's just like, all right. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's interesting, nonetheless. I like the story. It's something to follow. I bang with it, man. I bang with it. But the, the real thing I wanted to ask about the AFC is how y'all feeling about Josh Allen and the Bills right now. Because, you know, as the media, you know, picks their favorite teams in the offseason – 
Uh, a lot of people were really riding hard on the Bills, kind of writing them in as this is their year to get over the hump, et cetera, et cetera. Even though, to me, I feel like, at least in the playoffs, or really the regular season, too, it's not like they're number one seed last year. Like, they, they lose a lot of games they're not supposed to. They lose a lot of close games. And I feel like they just hadn't shown me enough to crown them, you know, better than the Chiefs or something like that. So now that they've lost two in a row, uh, I guess where where is y'all? Confidence? I'll take my I'll take my victory lap. I had the and, Chiefs and, from day one, right? So to me, Ida wasn't crowning the Bills nothing. I I know they added a bunch and they had a complete team, but having a complete team week one is way different than having a complete team in week thirteen. And the Bills have mad injuries. Both of their starting safeties are out, so that defense got slower. Their cornerbacks are kind of iffy. Josh Allen. He is, I think, 0 for 4 in overtime games and yeah. you know, games that are like really close and deciding. So that clutch factor is just not there. And I only get those type of stats because I follow a lot of Lamar fan accounts on Twitter because they're hilarious. And a lot of them point out that Josh Allen has a way worse record than Lamar in a lot of these closer games that matter. And no one talks about it that much. But if it was Lamar in these situations, it would be plastered all over NFL Network for weeks. So Josh Allen's kind of the golden board. Uh, they wanted him to be the. They're trying kind to crown like him the, way uh, too early. The great white. They're trying, to crown, they're trying to crown Justin Herbert. They're trying to crown Joe yeah. Burrow. They try to crown every single one of them and ignore like Patrick Mahomes, like he fell off or something like that. Like I don't get it. He's probably the MVP as of right now. Uh, Josh Allen's falling off. Um, Mahomes is making a lot more, you know, with less, you know, compared to someone like Jalen Hurts. More and obviously, less. get out of here. More with less compared to Jalen Hurts. He has Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, like the greatest offensive play caller in the history of football. But I'm talking the overall composition of the team. You know, like the Eagles are a better. They have. On both sides of the ball, they're a better team than Oh, yeah. I mean, we established that. The only weak part of the Eagles offense is the quarterback position, which is saying something because Jalen Hurts is actually not that bad. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I mean. You know, Jalen Hurts has an amazing team. Patrick Mahomes is making it. Nobody – I didn't expect the Chiefs to be as good without Tyreek. I mean, obviously, they have Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. They're going to – they're not going to be a losing team. They're going to – Travis Kelsey, they're only going to have at max four or five losses, you know, in the season or whatever. But um, Mahomes has thrown it to, I believe, 10 different receivers, throwing a touchdown to 10 different receivers a season. It makes um, him more dangerous. You yeah, don't know where crazy. he's going to go. It makes him throw so it to much anybody. more dangerous. I mean, look, I'm not going to ever say losing, losing the best receiver in the league makes you more dangerous. But I do think it's, it's I don't different. know about best. but He's, he, the, he's the best receiver. I, t- I told you getting I told, the yardage. Okay. What do you mean he's getting? Okay, because he's open. Like, oh, stop. Well, he, Mike McDaniel, like, come on. Kyle Shanahan. Like, uh, that, I don't want to hear, hear it. He went from the I don't want to hear he's the best receiver he went to in the, the league. Dolphins. You crazy? He's the most impactful receiver in the league. I'm not mad at you saying he's the best receiver in the league. I personally I am. Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league. That's my personal belief. But I'm not mad smoking? at you. What is <laughs> have you heard of Cooper Cup? Have you heard of him? Have you heard of Devontae Adams? Like, what are we talking about here? Devontae Adams. I saw, like, I saw Devontae, talking about about here? Devontae Adams went on an NFL field and put up zero yards in the game. So he's <laughs> automatically Derek disqualified. Cars is quarterback I don't care. I don't care. Josh McDaniels. You act like Derek Carr is terrible. Josh McDaniels had the greatest quarterback and we're, in and we're not quarterbacks we're not 200 like yards a game. That's we're not going to act like two is good. 
we're going to act like two is good two, because two, two is, is good. good. Yeah, two is good. And Mike McDaniel so, is. Have you seen Tyreek Hill's route tree? It's not routes. They're just motions. <laughs> it's just motions, and he's just running really fast. Like I love Tyreek Hill. He's on my fantasy teams. A lot of them. I love Tyreek Hill. Well, Tyreek Hill is the most effective receiver in the league. That's a better art. That's a better thing and, to say. And and so if you want, if you don't correlate effectiveness <laughs> with best, no. that's your personal opinion. But because he's the most Cooper Cup is the most the effective, league. Cooper Cup is the most effective wide receiver in the league. When was the last time Tyreek Hill got a triple crown? Do you know? It hasn't happened. You know when Cooper Cup did it? Last year. I think that's dependent on scheme. I don't know. There's a, there's a couple of things that go into that. Matthew, he played with Matthew Stafford, who has the tendency to only throw it to whoever his amazing receiver is. The same thing with Megatron. You know, he were in uh, Detroit. He just throws so if to you know where the, the ball that's... is going and you can't stop it, doesn't that make it that you're a beast? Yeah, but I mean, the same could be said about Tyreek Hill. Hill is in an they offense know. with Jalen Waddle and Mike Gusecki right now, and like they're actually moving that ball around the entire offense. I know the Mike is second thing, but Jalen Waddle is also. We're talking about the guy. Okay. Tyreek Hill's also. <laughs> can we also say, speak, yards, say that Jalen Waddle is top 10 in yards? This could just be Mike. He's McCann top five in yards. Exactly. So <laughs> before, I, so are we crowning Jalen Waddle the fucking second best wide receiver in football or something? Like, get out of here. No. Jalen's okay, nice, can, but he, can... he's benefiting from having Tyreek. I mean, Mike. They McCann both are benefiting from having each other. How about that? Stop. Oh, this is Tyreek. You're, 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 I wasn't even here to say Tyreek was the best in the league. I'm so I don't say, know how I ended up on this. I'm going to say you're, con- <laughs> you're contradicting your own argument anyway, talking about Cooper Cup leading the league in catches and yards. But when Tyreek Hill leads the league in catches and yards, it's for a whole different reason. And now there's all these qualifiers on it and et cetera, et cetera. But let's, not let's qualifiers. move on. Name okay. me a single person in the Rams right. offense right now. And why is Cooper Cup still getting 12 catches a game in over 100-something yards? Like, you know where the ball is going and you can't stop it. If, if, if Devontae Adams or Justin Jefferson was getting 20 targets a game, they would put up similar numbers. And that's why both all three of them were the wide receivers named as better than Tyreek Hill was. If Tyreek Hill was getting twenty targets a game, he'd be putting up the same numbers. And and this well, this year he's putting he has less targets and he's putting up better numbers than what Cooper Cup was doing. This year, okay, then. So all right, so let's move on. That's no slight to him. Right. So that's now put Cooper Cup in an offense with Jalen Waddle and Mike McDaniel, and those numbers will do even more. That's you want to play the I don't I I don't think let's play what if. So you're telling me if you put him in an offense that gave him less targets, he would get more yards. He would have better opportunities. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Right now the Rams well, well, are giving well, him well, a bunch of wide receiver screens, and he's turning that into a hundred yard games. Like, and Tyree Kill doesn't do that. All right, let's move no, on because we're we'll, we'll agree, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> we're, well, how do you take it back? Your and say Tyree is the best wide receiver in football because he's leading the league in back. yards and catches this year. Right. So and Mike Thomas take did that one Bills. year, and we haven't. And seen he was him the best. Since. And he was the best receiver in the league for that one year. That's blasphemy. He was slant boy. I hate Michael Thomas. Sorry. If I could take it back to the Bills. What Please. I'll say is, I they've <laughs> lost some games. Uh, the Jets' loss is the most egregious, I think. Um, I think at some point we're going to have to accept that the Vikings are a real team. They're a contender, obviously. At some point, we're going to have to accept that. Um, I don't, I'm going to see Kirk so, Cousins win a Monday night game or something. If they play the Super Bowl at 1 p.m. on a Sunday, then maybe. 
I think the problem with the Bills is, uh, like Pope said, you know their corners are a bit sketchy. Uh, they have a good, they have good safeties, um, but they are injury prone. They're kind of getting hit with the injury now. bug, regardless. They don't have any running backs, so you know the offense runs entirely through Josh Allen. Um, and the thing that I think a lot of people forget about Josh Allen is that he's a gunslinger, bro. Like, like through and through, you know. So he's gonna have those games. He's gonna have those stretches where he looks terrible. You know, but like at the end of the day, he's an elite quarterback. I don't think he's going to he, he's not going to be in the slump for long. I think in his last four games or two games or three, some something like that, he's thrown one touchdown or four picks or something like that. I, that's not going to happen forever. Um, I think on the rest of the schedule, the most intimidating team that they play are the Dolphins again. Um, they have two, they have three more divisional games, obviously, so that can go either way, but I. Um, Josh Allen is the AFC Aaron Rodgers. He makes it look pretty when he's out there, man. It's great. He gets yeah. a lot of yards. He makes all the throws. But when it's crunch time, he folds. He he not. I don't want to say. I don't even injuries, want to say. But that he leans into the injuries a lot. We've when, seen Josh Allen play very well in the playoffs, and we've seen like Aaron Rodgers play in incredible in the playoffs. It was just when was the earlier last on in his career. <laughs> I mean, do you remember those Giants games that he had in the playoffs early? Those Cowboys games that he's had some playoff battles where he's been victorious with literally just him. But I mean, recency bias wouldn't allow you to accept that, right? Because recent Aaron Rodgers hasn't been that. But this is the trajectory, right? I think Josh Allen is a, he's the AFC version of Aaron Rodgers right now. Uh, when they win, it's all because of him. When they lose. They make up some excuse, Josh Allen's hurt or he's compromised or blah, blah, blah. The boy plays hero ball. Yeah, the he's Bills running backs haven't scored a touchdown since, like, 2019. Like, like it's it's ridiculous how much hero ball the Bills play, and Josh Allen calls his own number all of the time. To me, he's just a, a bit more accurate bro far to me. I mean, that's exactly how he plays, just 100%. You know, if we're going to compare him to Packers quarterbacks, I do get the Aaron Rodgers comparison, but just you know, he's gonna he forces a lot of balls. He's he's 100% hero ball through and through. If they're yeah. down, he's gonna try to make some insane play that can either go very well or terrible. You know, it's just who he is, and I think that's what you have to accept with Josh Allen. I think that's his that's his personality. You know, what I'm saying that's just his play style or whatever. So, like I said, he's gonna have these stretches where. It's not going to look as good or whatever. But, you know, when you're a dynamic player, it happens like that. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes has a couple of stretches per season or one stretch per season where, like, he looks a little iffy or whatever. But it happens. Um, I think the Bills should have gone for a bigger uh, running back before the trade deadline. Um, I know they got Naeem Hines. I don't even know if he's played yet. But... It's played very limited, but yeah, yeah it's not really he's redundant yeah, with James Cook. They just yeah, they I didn't, didn't really trust James didn't, Cook. Yeah, I, I didn't really. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't. Yeah, I thought I thought they would have got a you know somebody who was kind of like that Zach Moss type, but obviously better than Zach Moss. But yeah, I didn't really get that from them. Yeah, but so I, I don't know. We'll see. They, they, I still think they at least make a. I don't know. Maybe the AFC Championship. I, the word was they were in AFC's tougher too. So that was the word, but the Saints apparently wanted the a Saints bunch of picks. Kamara, bro. Well, yeah, they, the Saints they just, because good. the Eagles were in on Kamara as well, and which I don't understand personally. That's but I, I mean, if, you, if you're all that, in, I was told that Miles Sanders is in a walk year, and the Eagles don't plan on paying him, so they want somebody that they can 
get in now that'll you know whatever and then they got too many Sanders. people to pay yeah. and then you Basically. put Alvin Kamara in the mix but he's yeah, already but signed Alvin Kamara's already long term yeah and that's that's a Saints it makes no sense to trade Alvin Kamara when you don't have your pick this year also correct because so that was the the hold up they wanted their pick back from the Eagles and the Eagles are like no you guys suck <laughs> we'll, we'll give you we're our not, pick yeah. yeah we're not giving you that pick back. You can enjoy Chris Olave though, because that's what it took to get it. He's nice. Nah, he's dead nice. He's just getting concussion after concussion. That's the problem. Yeah. So, 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 where are we standing? I, because I personally thought the Bills could make the Super Bowl if they were the number one seed. I thought it'd be hard to beat them at home, but I, I can't see them going into Kansas City or that damn much. Can't really see them going into Baltimore. Such a toss up, like. Could they even go into Tennessee? Like, I'm being real. Like, I like Tennessee has that, like, any given really. Sunday vibe about them. Like, you're, they're never a favorite. But if you sleep on them for some reason, they can creep up on you. Like, and Derrick Henry can have, like, some 300-yard game and three touchdowns out of nowhere, and you have no idea it was coming. But I don't know. I like the Bills. I like what they're doing with Von Miller because he doesn't play every snap. But when he does play, he's masterfully effective. Yeah, he's very impactful. I, yeah. I like how the rotation they have too. I like what they're doing with him right there. Um, I do wish they made some better moves and trade deadline. Um, there is still some Odell Beckham Jr. talk to Buffalo. Von Miller's been recruiting them almost every week. Might but as well. it doesn't look like I would Buffalo. Love that for Buffalo. Well, the problem is Odell, it sounds like wants a long term contract, not just a one year commit. Boy, you haven't played a game to see. <laughs> Trust me, you're telling me. Um, but it looks like uh, other teams have entered the fray that are willing to give him multi-year deal, like the Giants. Yeah, they could go ahead and do that. That's what yeah, it's pretty bad. Do. But to summarize, I I think the Bills will be fine once it comes to the playoff time. They're actually getting hurt or falling on their hard times. At probably the right part of the season to do that because they still have some time to kind of right the ship, get it back together, and then make a run come playoff time. The problem is their division looks like a freaking buzzsaw because um, you can't sleep on none of them. I mean, we came into this year thinking that the division was a cakewalk and everybody was going to, you know, bow down to the Bills, but the Dolphins look dangerous. The Patriots' defense is ridiculous. And the Jets, I mean, you can't really sleep on them. Even with Brees Hall going down, they're still kind of, like, competitive. So, I don't know. That's going to be tough sledding for the Bills, and it's not like the playoffs are going to be any easier when you're seeing Baltimore and Tennessee and Kansas City and maybe the Chargers when they're back healthy. Who knows? Yeah, I do agree. I mean, I don't see Buffalo going into Kansas City and, you know, saying being them in the playoffs. I honestly – you guys know I don't really like to say a lot of positive things about the Ravens, but I don't see them coming into Baltimore and winning a game. Uh, we've been really hot at home. You know what I'm saying? I, it might yeah. be hard this week for them to win. It might be, I think it was 40-something, like between three to six feet of snow about to hit Buffalo, and they're playing the Browns with Nick Chubb coming to town, and the Bills don't have a running game. So they have Josh Allen. <laughs> exactly. And he has a, a, a compromised elbow right now. Yeah. So you know, Devin Singletary, you're gonna save Buffalo this weekend. We'll see. We'll see. But um, I mean, ultimately, 
I do like Josh Allen's talent enough. I think they can go, you know what I'm saying? When you have an elite quarterback, which I do believe Josh Allen is elite, um, you know what I'm saying? Like the the sky's the limit. Pretty much you can make anything out of any game. Um McDermott is a good coach. You know, they have a good scheme, even if it's a little over reliant on Josh Allen. I it's never, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think they're a top three team in the AFC. If you're a top three team in your conference, I think it's never impossible for you to make the Super Bowl. So I still think it's possible that they could do it. Yeah. No, absolutely. So and I guess in the NFC, like now that the now that the Eagles have lost once. How how are we looking at that? I mean, I mean, I think the NFC is even more wide open than the AFC. I think the AFC has like three or four teams that are pretty much far and away better than everyone else. But the NFC, I mean, we're talking about the the Eagles or the Vikings being the best two teams. Uh, and I, this, yeah, the, I, I the Seahawks like are third seed right now, which is a little crazy. <laughs> um, I don't I mean, know. Once the I don't think the Seahawks thing will last. Once the Niners kind of like get back to health, they'll probably end up winning that division. Um, but I'm I mean the NFC is pretty much the Eagles to lose. I do think the Cowboys are dangerous. Um, I mean keep in mind they they did not have Dak Prescott for what four something games. So and not that he's been great when he yeah, has I'm not played this the year. Cowboys but the defense does keep him here. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing. Most of their talent is on the offensive side of the ball. They just got to get the chemistry issues right. So, I personally, I like the Eagles, but as I mentioned on a previous pod that y'all can go look back up, the Eagles are going to get bored. If you look at their schedule, the Eagles have played maybe two tough teams. The Vikings, which they beat 24-7, to and Dallas. The rest of their schedule is absolute cake. The Lions, the Commanders, the Cardinals, the Steelers, the Texans, the Colts coming up. Like, they have not played and they will not play a tough team besides Dallas and the Vikings all season based on how it went, right? How I mean, yeah. I mean, they whooped up on the Vikings, so that counts for something. That does count for something. So we, I, we I just too. hope they don't get bored. I hope they're not that that uh that first round by team that ends up getting whooped the next round because they took everything for granted. Well, we'll see how they bounce back from this loss that they took. I felt like if that was, you know, if they were ended up being like 14 and 0, 15 and 0, and, you know, then lost one at the end because they were sitting people or something then I could see that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think they lost. Oh, enough. No. And, and, and they have the giants on their tail, you know, in terms of the division as well, they still got to play the giants one more or yeah, twice. Still play the giants twice, you know, mm-hmm. like, they still got to be serious because it's not like they're clinching the division. It's not like, you know, second place is five and five. Yeah, I honestly wasn't too surprised that they lost to Washington. Um, the divisional game, you know, first of all, those are always toss-ups no matter, you know what I'm saying, scrappy. what the records in the case, whatever, no matter what the personnel group is or whatever. Um, and Washington, I mean, I don't want to say, like, they're underrated, but they, they have some nothing to lose, man. Yeah, man. They're a crappy money. team, honestly. Yeah. Like you said, they have nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. they just play their brand of football or whatever. Um, they throw in the kitchen sink at you, man. They really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it. So, I mean, I like it. I wasn't surprised that they lost that game at all. I kind of went in. You know, it was a primetime game as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, anything can happen in a primetime division game. So, um, I don't know. I like like Pope said. I think the, the 
conference is the Eagles to lose. Um, I'm not really super impressed. Like, even though, like I said, I already said earlier that the Vikings, we have to accept that they're a real team. But even then, I'm really not, like, super impressed with them. Um, I'm, I think their secondary is iffy. You know, they have Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Um, Another team that plays to their competition every time they play. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But, you know, they come out with more Ws. I mean, good teams beat bad teams. That's that's true. But they're they're coming with, like, last-second interceptions and game-winning drives against the Saints, the Vikings, the Lions, the Cardinals. I mean, these are teams that they should be dominating, and it's taking the entire game to do that. And I don't know. They're not not showing me dominance. They haven't had a dominant win since week one against the Packers, who we didn't know at the time. We're trash. I knew that. Well, I didn't. I had the Packers as my Super Bowl pick until I flipped to Philly like in week three. But I mean, and we'll see. The Bears are now looking feisty with Justin Fields basically saying, like, I have to just run every play possible, right? And they can't stop me. So we'll go, we'll go with that. I don't know if I trust the Giants. I really don't trust the commanders. Dallas, I hope, gets it together just because that would be actually an entertaining like battle for the NFC East. I just can't believe in the Giants because of their passing game. Um, whether you know you want to say that's on Daniel Jones or whether you want to say that's on the offensive line or whether you want to say that's on the receivers, just their passing game in general is just not good. Um oh, he's been renamed. That's... He's no longer Daniel Jones anymore. Saquon gave him a new nickname. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. I'm not Saquon's new hear. nickname for Daniel Jones is not even Danny Dimes no more. It is Vanilla Vic. Yeah, I've heard enough. Yeah. Please, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, so and then, you know what? Saquon you know what? What's insult to injury? Vanilla Vic. Daniel Jones beat Lamar this year. You know what I'm saying? So that that makes it even more disrespectful. You feel me? So I can't. <laughs> I hate the. I hate the Giants. I hate that one point there. I'm mad that we lost to them earlier in the year. We shouldn't have oh, lost. We should really yeah. be nine at all. But I'm not gonna get into that. Um, I say please don't. I, I, I could, I could give a seminar, brother. You got, you <laughs> got to go through the turmoil in order to get what you want, which is a fire G row. So you got to go through it. If you were nine and zero, G row will get an extension again. <laughs> that would be the worst thing to ever happen to me, bro. Like, and I've been through some things. Be the worst <laughs> thing to ever happen to me. Okay. It, I said, I've been through some things. All right. And on that note, we can take a quick break. We got these locks to make, these picks to make, fellas. So, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Yeah, I've been drinking this whole time, and I knew that the drink was getting to me because I couldn't find the record button just now. That's right. Just big as hell right there at the circle. Yeah. And, and on that note, we're back. <laughs> we're, we're about to do these picks. You see the the state that we're in, so this this might be a week you gotta fade fade at least Kyrie. I don't know. I can't tell if these if this what he just told us is gonna make his picks better or worse. No, I picked my picks before I started drinking. It's all good. Man. All right, all right. Good thing. I pre- appreciate that disclaimer. Uh, I'm gonna go first. Uh, and keep y'all on your toes. Y'all never know who's going first. Now it's me. Uh, I'm gonna start with the locks. Um, yeah, I feel like as the as the weeks have gone on, I feel like it's it's been a lot harder to find something that just like doesn't make sense, you know. Uh, Vegas has definitely been doing a good job this year, um, but I'm gonna go with you know a team that's coming off a loss versus a team that's coming off a win. 
uh, betting on some some regression back to the mean from what we've seen the other nine weeks before week 10 last week. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Eagles over the Colts. I know they're on the road, but I think they're going to beat the Colts by a touchdown. I think, you know, that, that first week you have an interim coach, everyone's super excited, et cetera, et cetera. But I just can't see Matt Ryan. You know, it was a lot easier for Matt Ryan going against the Raiders with with minimal pass rush. You know, Chandler Jones has probably been one of, if not the biggest, free agent disappointment uh, in terms of signings this this past offseason. Uh, Raiders just have no pass rush. The, the defense is very mediocre. And the Colts can beat a team that's a mid. They, they you know, the, the Colts are very high-quality mid. Uh, now they're going up against a team that's actually good, coming off a loss. I think they'll be a little more refocused, the Eagles, um, especially now that they're, you know, tied for first. If they lose again, the Vikings win. Now they're not even the first seed anymore. Now they're tied with the Giants, with the Giants having the Lions. Uh, so I think they're going to come out focused. Um, you know, I'm, I'm expecting I'm expecting the Eagles to to really not have the Colts score that many points. I don't think the Colts – I think Matt Ryan's going to have a lot of yards. I don't, I don't see a lot of points. I see some sacks and some turnovers in his future. So – yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles. I think the line right now is at six and a half or, or seven. So they got to win by a touchdown. Uh, I'll take that. Does Matt Ryan still lead the league in uh, turnovers? No, Josh Allen does now, actually. Damn. But yeah. he's, he's still the top three. He's still in the top three. Yeah, I think that's going to – I think we'll have a couple that game. Um, I do agree with that. I think that was a good lock pick. Um if I'm going to, I think mine is kind of, uh, all right, I'll just get right into it. So, uh, I am picking the 49ers over the Cardinals. Um, they were playing in Mexico city. So it's kind of like, you know, neutral playground. Technically, I think, um, the Cardinals are supposed to have the home game or whatever. Um, but yeah, the 49ers, I just think the defense, the, the Cardinals offense hasn't really shown me anything. They have a lot of late game spurts. You know, um, they obviously do have talent on the team, but I think Zach Ertz is out uh, for the remainder of the season. Uh, Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins seem to – they can't really get on the same page a lot of the time. Their defense – Kyler's technically day-to-day. Yeah, Kyler might not even play. Yeah, that was the other thing. Um, 49ers uh, – they want to make the playoffs. Obviously, they want to win a division. It's a divisional game. Um, they've looked pretty good with CMC. I think um, they're kind of easing him in with every game. You know, I haven't really. He did have the, the three touchdown game where he had a reception and a running touchdown and a passing touchdown, which is the same. Um, but they're easing him in. He's becoming a bigger part of the offense with each passing week. Um, Obviously, they have a great defense. Uh, they're pretty loaded on offense, aside from the quarterback position. I just don't really see. I think the line is um, line is eight for the 49ers, so they have to win by you know eight points or whatever. I think they won by probably ten or so. Um, yeah, going with the 49ers. Quality right. pick. Um, I talked all that stuff about Jeff Saturday and liking him and my the first lock that popped in my head was going to be Eagles over Colts but I think I think I'm going to take the Bengals over the Steelers. Bengals coming off of a bye even without Jamar Chase. Without um, Jamar Chase and the Steelers with TJ Watt. I'm still going yeah, to take TJ the Bengals. 
I mean, uh, they, with that terrible they had line a on the crazy game. week one game, right? That the Bengals, I felt like, should have won. And I think they lost that to um, Mitch Trubisky yeah, they, in overtime. Indeed. But I'm going to take the Bengals coming off of a bye. I think they're getting hot. Joe Burrow is starting to feel himself. I think the early season woes are kind of behind them, um, you know, just because Joe Burrow missed the entire offseason. So he treated the first couple of weeks of the season basically like his offseason. Um, that – Joe Mixon is not going to have the same game that he just had against Carolina before the bye week. So we can get that out of our mind, but I am going to trust Joe Burrow to kind of mess with this depleted Steeler secondary. I don't think Mika Fitzpatrick is going to be there. I have no idea who else is even in their secondary anymore. TJ Watt is back. Hooray. However, I think the Bengals are just going to have too much firepower. I like the Steelers you know, for long-term and next year, two years from now, whatever. But right now their offense is having identity issues. They want to make George Pickens the star while they're still giving Deontay Johnson all the targets. Najee Harris looks like he's about to get out-snapped by Jalen Warren. There's just – it's it's too much going on with Pittsburgh right now, um, in my opinion, and the Bengals are trajecting up. Yeah, I think the Steelers are kind of just having like a, I don't want to say an identity crisis, but they're just figuring out, you know, what's going to work in the next couple of years for the team. Um, Obviously, they're not a team that's not, they're not a championship team by any means. I don't, they're not a playoff team. Uh, We all knew that when they signed, you know, Mitchell Trubisky going into the season that they wouldn't be a playoff team really. Um, So, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good thing. I think we all picked some pretty good locks, actually. Yeah. I just like the line being at four and a half. Colts are kind of scrappy. They may get that game to like a field goal. I don't know. But I, I like the Bengals as a touchdown. Because the one thing the Steelers don't do is score touchdowns. So I'm, yeah. And another thing I, I meant to mention um, about the 49ers the Cardinals game is that the 49ers just obviously have a better coach. Um, Cliff Kingsbury might be heading back to college soon. Yeah. Or he might be like maybe in you know, an offensive coordinator or QB coach or something. So, uh, he hasn't impressed me at all. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Kyler got that year. money and he's just kirking on everybody on the sidelines out of nowhere. So I don't know. Yeah. What's, I don't know what's up with that, but Cliff doesn't look good. Um, in my opinion, he's treating it like a bad guy where you could just kirk on your teammates. You know, when they lose. Yeah, it's it's weird, call man. <laughs> I got to watch. Well, they so they are the in-season hard knocks, and they just dropped the first episode last week. And the first episode is basically DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray going back and forth because Kyler's like, what are you what are you seeing out there? And DeAndre's like, dog, I'm open. And Kyler's like, no, you're not. <laughs> so I, I don't get it. I'll take DeAndre's um, side. If he says he's open, he's open. I'm going to throw it to him. But DeAndre always <laughs> says he's open, and he's getting 50 targets a game. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how much they're using DeAndre Hopkins and getting nowhere. But well, Hollywood comes back this week, so. We don't know that. Pressure off. We don't know that maybe, for sure. Maybe, maybe. He's, his 21-day window is activated, so he has three weeks to actually come back. Yeah. Just Shout like the Ravens did with Gus Edwards, and he took the entire three weeks. Yeah. So who knows? Um, but I mean, I like the I like the receiving core even without him. Greg Dortch and Rondell Moore and they don't see Greg Dortch enough. He's nice. But now yeah. they got it's it's the people that make more money is ahead of you on the depth chart. So They're now you're Greg buried. Dortch. He makes 
every opportunity. He, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep, he makes it count. He, he makes it count. count. But now you got Robbie Anderson and Hollywood and Rondell Moore and Robbie DeAndre Anderson, Hopkins. Bro. So, yeah, Robbie Anderson is on Kenny Galladay watch. He's, oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. But they oh. traded for him. Uh, did they trade? Yeah, they traded for yeah, him. They traded, so they traded for, him. for him. They're paying some of his salary. He makes like eleven million, almost guaranteed next year. So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, it do, it looks like severe buyer's remorse right there. They panicked on the Hollywood ankle injury. Um, yeah. But oh, right. I, I, I guess I'll take it. over for the upset of the week, just because I'm I just too. went. So we'll just review that and. My upset of the week, I'm going the Chicago Bears over the Atlanta Falcons. I almost picked that. I'm just picking it, and I don't. I don't. So I was between that and the Titans, but I just don't trust Thursday night games. So I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears over Atlanta. Justin Fields is on an absolute tear, even though they've been in losing efforts. But, but. I don't think Atlanta is going to be able to keep up with the sheer amount of scoring that the Chicago Bears are going to attempt to do to them with Justin Fields. And it's kind of weird because they both kind of have similar offensive game plans, right? You got the the bruiser running back and the mobile quarterback and the wide receivers that you kind of don't use because your offense coordinator sucks and you don't know how to actually uh, scheme them up. But I'm just going to take the talent that I think Chicago and the Moxie they're playing with over this conservative Republican Atlanta offense that they're running right now. Yeah, their offense is terrible. Oh, man. it's it's the most conservative and, thing I've ever. And it's seen. crazy because they have talent, <laughs> you know. They but just, it's like it's like Marcus Mariota is basically it's Marcus Mariota. He's yeah. doing what Mitch Trubisky should have did. He's trying to play as safe as possible to get to the next contract by hopefully just having a team with a good record. The thing is, I'm not sure if he's playing safe. I, I, I don't think he's Marcus Mariota zero risk. Can, no, he's taking zero risk. His, he can't throw the ball past like 11 yards, bro. Like it's once it gets past that 10 yard mark, it's a little uh, after that. Man, <laughs> you know, like, I've never. You have literally have two of the biggest people as receiver options on the field and on every play, right? <laughs> Kyle Pitts and Drake London are literally six five. You have the tallest people on the field, and Kyle Pitts. He's literally a mismatch nightmare, but he's in line blocking half of the dang on game. It makes no sense. Yeah. But that is my that is my upset. I don't even want to stay on it because we all know Atlanta's trash. But that is my upset of the week. Uh, good luck with picking yours because this week was pretty weird. Oh, I a got lot mine. of divisional games. Um, well, mine is a divisional game. And I'm going the Jets over the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are projected to win by three and a half points. Um, the Jets are coming off a bye, and prior to that bye, they beat the Bills, which is a huge win for them. Not only is it a big win in the league, but it's a divisional win. Um, I think the Jets have a really good team, um, and I think the only thing really holding them back is kind of Zach Wilson. I think and they have the talent Jets at the receiver position. Zach Wilson up. They have. That's the here's the thing though. Um, he's gonna fuck yeah, him he, up. he's gonna fuck him up. But I'm, <laughs> I think this season honestly, and this is kind of a hot take. I think this season is kind of like a testament to Bill Belichick's coaching because I'm not impressed with this roster. I watch Patriots games. Um, I don't think Mac Jones is it, or if he, I think he's a very high level game manager, or maybe 
That's mid high credit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's trash like, right now. <laughs> call it how you see it, man. He's a game manager, you know. Yeah, and aside from Ramondre Stevenson, I'm not super impressed with any of their offensive pieces, and that's including the offensive line. I haven't been impressed with them either. Their defense is anything to write home about, aside from you know Matthew Judon, Lawrence Guy's assistant D, but he isn't. You know what I'm saying? He's not. They got some random DBs that are young that are like they got cooking. some. Some young players. right now. Jonathan yeah. Jones is there. Jack Jones, I think, is the other Jack guy, Jones. But... Yeah, but he's behind Jonathan, I think. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So they're, and they're he's barely like even leading on the field them at the in picks time. right now. He's they're, they're, hey man, Belichick knows how to coach some DBs. That's what I'm saying though. I think this isn't a te- this is a testament to Bill Belichick because this roster isn't impressive to me. Um Ramondre's a dog and always remember that. Yeah, I said besides Ramondre, I'm not impressed like, by anybody no. on the offense. <laughs> um, I like I like you know. Jacoby Myers. I'm a Jacoby Myers fan. Jacoby Myers, he I don't he's think tough. He's, he's tough. tough I think he needs to be on another team that is really oh, going to utilize sure. him. Um, yeah, I mean the DJ Moore Award goes to Jacoby Myers this year. Like he'll he's going to be begging for a new spot because he's just yeah. a talent being wasted. But he's being wasted. He's been wasted for a couple of years. He's been making some tough catches for a while. Um, he's just been held back by the offense. But yeah. I'm going with the Jets. I think they're, like I said, they're a solid team. Um, I think their defense is going to shut down all of their receivers. They don't really have anybody impressive out there. Devontae Parker has been uh, a negative the entire season. Country Warren, you know what I'm saying? Nelson Aguilar. They're really nobody. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's my pick. Um, I'm feeling pretty confident in that one, too. Yeah, I just don't I don't trust any young quarterback against Belichick, but I, I think the division game and to your point, the Jets are probably overall better better team than the Patriots this year. So I, I feel the pick overall, uh coming off the bye, like you said. I wanted to pick the Bears myself. Uh that was definitely one that kind of stood out to me. Just because they're probably you know, I know the Falcons have a better record, but those are two very even teams, so you know, they just get the three points because they're at home, the Falcons. But, um, uh, yeah, this is a tough, tough week, tough week to pick. Uh, you know, cause I think y'all both picked two, two prime candidates. Um, so I'm just going to go with the most obvious pick to me in terms of uh, the upset. Uh, how the Vikings are underdogs at home against the Cowboys. I'm not. I'm not really seeing it. I wanted. To, I was considering the Raiders. Uh, you know, going for that sweep against the Broncos on the road, but I, I can't put any any faith in, in that team. Plus, you, you know, we got Derek Carr crying on the podium after the game, and reports of guys yelling at each other in the locker room. So I'm gonna just go with the team that's eight and one. Why they're underdogs? I, my only thought process is, you know, there's a lot of fans for the Cowboys, a lot of people betting on the Cowboys, so I guess, you know, Vegas doesn't want to give them any value. Uh, I I don't see how the Cowboys are, are a better team. I think that they might be equal, but, you know, the Vikings have been pulling out these close games all year. You know, Dak still trying to get back into the swing of things. Uh, you know, I, I would say he's probably pretty equivalent to, to Kirk Cousins right now in terms of ranking quarterbacks. Uh, particularly this year, um, but one guy has Justin Jefferson. So, you know, if, if I also think this might be the week that Ezekiel Elliott comes back, and I think that will actually make the Cowboys worse because they feel obligated to give him the ball when, you know, Tony Pollard should be getting all those snaps. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings just because it, it was the 
probably the you know most obvious answer on the board and the only team that's you know definitely that's eight and one with that's an underdog. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna just ride with them. Yeah, that's a good pick too. Uh, that's kind of disrespectful for the Vikings. I will feel disrespected. I'm sure they've seen the lines as well. Um, that might be a uh, whiteboard material for them for this game. <laughs> like you said, I don't understand how they're um how the Cowboys are favorite to win and how the Vikings are underdog. So and then one and a half points, you know, like you said, all they have to do is win, but one and a half points, that's an easy bet. I like that one too. I kinda overlooked that one too. Yeah, I'm staying away on that one. Um that's just one of those ones where I don't trust Kirk Cousins in games that matter. And I know they just did the overtime and the Bills thing, but they almost lost that game like five times. Like that was that was not a win to hang your hat on. Um, to me, hey man. I mean, oh, look, a man. win is a win. Look, man. You know, say we can't win, we can't man. put qualifiers on all these wins. At that point, it don't not gonna matter if you win. Somebody yeah, gotta the, get some credit. The qualifiers has to happen when I'm betting the money, because then I have to look at the like the total picture. I can't just be like, well, they were hot last week, and that was. And they beat the Bills with a compromised Josh Allen. Like, they're, they're some qualifiers matter, right? I mean, I suppose, but now they're playing Dak. Like, you know, I wouldn't say that they're they're not, you know, Dak is not even anywhere close to Josh Allen. No, and the Cowboys are coming off of, you know, playing what I think was – it was such a weird game with the Green Bay thing because it was like the Cowboys offense was actually playing really well and then somehow Green Bay still won the game. It, I don't know. They, they, it's like the offensive defense are picking turns on who's going to craft the bed for Dallas. So it's not a bad pick at all. It's just one of those ones that I'm scared of just because I would have to put my faith in Kirk Cousins at that point. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I'm just, you know, the, the, you know, Cowboys, I don't know. I feel like on the road, they're not quite as good. Uh, at least this year, I feel like all their impressive games have, have kind of been at home more or less. Anybody looking at that that Raiders at the Broncos upset? Yeah, I, mean, I mentioned that. I mentioned that. That was a that was a game I looked at. You know, but I, I'm not. You know, we're gonna talk about who I I'm not place my faith in. Like, yeah. you know, do I need to like? You feel more comfortable placing your faith in Josh McDaniels and crying yeah. ass Derek Carr? They or? can't be embarrassed two weeks in a row, can they? Like they're two and seven. I feel seasons. like that's already happened. Yeah, it's, like two and seven. What do you mean? I you think yeah, the, yeah, the Broncos no history. I'm just, the the Broncos are really a bad team. Hope the Raiders are the first team in NFL history to lose three games where they led by seventeen points, bro. That is insane in the fourth quarter. Like that's crazy, bro. Yeah, they don't they don't want to play for that man. Right and they now. got shut out. Like, that's what that is, ago, bro. That that is that is, that is they, very true. And the thing is, they can't fire McDaniel's because they're still paying John Gruden. You can't. They're gonna fire McDaniel's his first year, and now next year, I put that out pay, there. Basically, they're paying broke. three coaches. They're, they can't, they can't they're pay, broke. Can't, yeah, they can't pay three coaches. They fire McDaniel's. They're gonna be paying three coaches. And you saw the um, Mark Davis that came out and said this is he put his stamp on Mark Dan- uh, Josh McDaniel's and was like, no, this is absolutely. But then Josh McDaniels, his like career coaching record is like seven and thirty or something crazy like that. Like it's when the coach shows you who they are, bro. Like it's not like a it's not like a player. You know what I'm saying? Players can't progress. A coach is a coach. <laughs> if they're trash, one play trash, whoever to go in next, bro. That's just how it works. <laughs> right, and I think the Vikings have a good coach. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind Kevin O'Connell. I think he's yeah, no, nah, he's, he's, cool. he's a solid coach. Low key, the Jay Gruden tree. We we might have to dive into that at some point. But like the Jay Gruden tree is like ridiculous right now in the NFL. The Jay Gruden tree. 
that's where they had a lot of, I mean, you can say it was Kyle Shannon tree, but all of them were under the Redskins when Jay Gruden was the head coach. So like Kevin O'Connell and McVay and all those guys, they were under him. I mean, they were under him, but did he hire them or like, how did that work? Originally it was Kyle Shanahan originally. And then Kyle went off to go do other things. That makes a lot more sense because I don't even know what Jay Gruden is doing right now. Oh, he's just commentating on the yeah, outside. He's on podcast. Him and Lane Kiffin, I've, I've, to me, are like the same person. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't explain it, but like, they both have the same personality. They kind of look alike. I, I just feel like him and Lane Kiffin are just like the same people. Well, I feel. Well, that's your locks. And yeah. that's your upsets. Yeah. And that's how you make money this week. Yeah, I think one of us to go with. Week, honestly, bro, like, and I like it. sports betting is coming to Maryland soon, y'all. So y'all need to pay attention to what we're saying. I'm just you saying, want some money. We we gotta you gotta ride with the home team, and the home team is right here on no timeouts. Facts. Yes, precisely. So that'll do it. You know, we'll get get a get a week log eventually. Maybe not this year. I think starting next year, we'll we'll actually. Uh, Start keeping track, keep some record going yeah, for sure. Next you know, year, see see who's actually making money. We'll keep a spreadsheet or something. Exactly, like exactly. Money so. Our listeners <laughs> will do that for us, right? Now I've been keeping mine low key on the low. I just haven't been saying it when I lose. So I'm out, but, yeah, I'm about to say it must not be that good. <laughs> no, I'm actually ahead. I'm ahead. I just want to let you know I'm ahead on mine. To be honest with you, no, no. I'm gonna need somebody fact checking yours. Nah, I got it. I will. I will. We we can go through it, sir. Um, not today's episode though, but eventually we can go through it. Let's go end the season. I can take you through the whole record. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We have some teams on there that didn't cover the spread in the one. You counting as W's? I got you know. I have to audit your shit. Nah, that's fine. That's fine. I'll take that. I'm I'm killing these upsets though. The upset picks I'm getting every single time. Yeah, I think I'm doing good with the upsets. Obviously. Yeah, Yeah. this is. I mean, this is the type of year where honestly, like. I'm just betting underdogs pretty much for the rest of the way. Yeah. I mean, it's that time of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, just, like, just, just bet the underdog. If it's even, if I'm not sure, just, just take the points. So, all right, y'all. Good talking. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week. I uh, appreciate y'all. Yes, sir.